Welcome to the latest episode of El Paso Talks, where the voices of El Paso are heard. Now let's welcome today's host. Hello El Paso and welcome to this week's episode of Unmuted. I am your host, Claudia Rodriguez. So great, exciting news, guys. Early voting has officially started. It started this week. I have officially casted my vote against Proposition K. I couldn't have been more excited to do so. I actually went down to the voting station with my mom and both of us proudly went in there and said, hell no to Prop K. So I'm encouraging everybody to go out, vote and be involved. Get a, be a part of all this excitement. It's, it's created a lot of excitement, a lot of unity within the community to beat Proposition K. And I mean, we are just the few days that early voting has started. It's already breaking records as far as like for the type of election it is and the voter turnout that it's it's gaining. And I I am pretty sure that everybody that's going to vote is motivated to shut down Proposition K. Um, I was just reading some comments on social media and man, these kids are crazies. They are communists. They are comrades. And let me tell you, for them, a socialized communistic government is the future. But for us in the middle here in El Paso, hell no. No, it's not. So again, please, please, please. You have from now until May 2nd to vote early against Prop K and May 6th is election day. Again, the only other one that I would ask you all to support is Proposition I. Vote vote yes for I. And you know what? A lot of people are saying, I don't trust the government, so I'm just going to vote against everything else. And I said, that's absolutely perfectly fine with me. If you want to vote against everything Vote against everything, make the exception, consider making the exception for Proposition I. Again, that is for solidifying the police and fire pensions into the city charter. Um, that's the only one I would consider, I would ask you all to consider to vote in favor of. But if you want to vote against everything else, that's fine. Leave our charter exactly how it is. Don't add no more climate crap to it. Don't add anything else to it. Leave it how it is. And hopefully in two years, we'll have a better city council and we'll have another go at it. And it won't be this crazy communistic comrade type of city charter that they're trying to shove down our throats but on a positive note it's great to see everybody saying hell no hell no hell no very exciting and i could not be more proud of my city my community for us to come together and be able to look at something in a nonpartisan manner why because we all get we all like our money and we want to keep it like period end of story doesn't matter if you're republican democrat independent We like our money. We want to keep it. That's why we're voting against Proposition K. Plain and simple, period. So if you haven't done so already, please go vote against it. Take your family, take your loved ones, anybody in your household. Take them, fight your grandparents, your aunts, uncles, cousins, whomever, to go vote against Proposition K and consider voting in favor of Proposition I. So that's all I'm going to say this week about the city charter. I'm sorry, about the climate charter. But I do want to talk to you all about the city council meeting this week. And so um, there was two items that stood out, in my opinion. The first one, um, 
I believe was placed on the agenda by Representative Anello, and it was a municipalization, or two, not municipalization, excuse me. Um, it was to do a min- municipal ID. And that municipal ID basically translates to any undocumented illegal aliens that are in El Paso will now have access to a municipal ID. And with this ID, it's coming to us, it's being pushed to us under the guise that it will help these people that have been living in our city and in our country illegally, not to mention the huge crisis that is coming our way through illegal immigration into El Paso. And we're still going to reward this behavior by saying, come to El Paso, come through El Paso, and we will give you a municipal ID and you will now be able to work in El Paso. You'll be able to cash your checks in El Paso. You'll be able to receive um, healthcare in El Paso and anything, the library card in El Paso, you'll be able to do all of this through municipal ID. Well, if it were that, that, that simple, like now they're saying like a municipal ID, any ID is a human right. Like that's not the way it works, guys. Like, like there has to be a process for everything. And if the federal, if you are here again, like Immigration is a federal issue. And if you are in this country illegally, you are the responsibility of the federal government. The federal government then has a responsibility to give you court cases, deport you, implement the existing laws. Like, let's just start there, which they're not doing. But it is not the responsibility of local governments to be doing anything that has to do with federal responsibility. So now we're taking on again a federal responsibility, and that is giving these people, undocumented immigrants, municipal IDs. And who's going to pay for it? Well, good old Paso taxpayers, general fund guys. That's where this is going to be coming from. Um, I will say that that whole item was just a resolution. So basically it was just like a direction to the city manager to go and like see how he can come up. But it, he has to like figure out a way to financially and legally implement it because it was he was directed to do so by the city council. So there's no coming back and saying oh we can't do this or oh it's gonna cost too much because too bad so sad like that's what city council wants and that's what city council gets and it will happen um to me the biggest concern is that it's a very slippery slope into now we're giving people municipal ids under the guise of it's a human right so that they're able to pick up their kids from school so that they're able to Um, cash their checks without having to go to those cash advance places and pay thousands or whatever the fees are like I'm sure they're very expensive fees um we're we're doing this for for under that guise but but because I know how our local city council works our local elected officials work Um, This is going to go down a very slippery slope very quickly. And mark my words, y'all, we're going to be hearing about allowing these people to now vote in our local elections. And it's going to happen. 
it's gonna happen as soon as they give them the green light that they're able to get those municipal IDs, that they've set up the infrastructure and they'll be able to go access these these um, municipal IDs. I promise you, it's gonna come down to that. Well, they live here, they've been here, they, they pay taxes, they contribute to this, they contribute to that. They should be able to make decisions about our local elections and who are who their local representation is. There's just it's just so chaotic. Like there's no order and stuff. Like there's no rule of law and anything. Like we're making it up as we go. We're making up our own rules. We're, what are we doing? Like why? I don't get it. Like we're all El Pasoans. Like we should be proud of that. And we you know what we should be welcoming to anybody that wants to move to El Paso but people within our country do not want to come to El Paso on the contrary El Pasoans are leaving the city of El Paso because of all of these terrible decisions and the repercussions that they have no one is coming to El Paso it is so hard to get attract a, a big company like we can't even get a cheesecake factory like come on we can't get a cheesecake factory but let's how else can we shoot ourselves in the foot? Oh, we know, like, let's create municipal IDs and let's allow these people to vote in our local elections. That's how it, how we do it. That's exactly how we do it here in El Paso. And unfortunately, I don't know what it's going to take. Like, uh, it's, 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 it should not be a partisan issue. It should just be a common sense issue. Like, everybody in El Paso we're on this boat together and we should all really look at this from a very sober common sense place without the emotion of it and just say like is this really good for me like is this like the prop k is this really is it really worth me going poor and homeless and bankrupt over it no it's not this whole municipal id unfortunately like that's where this is going to head down and I don't like it. I don't appreciate it. And guess what? Every single council member voted in favor of it. Every single one. And I promise you all, had I been on city council, I would have probably been the lone person saying no. And then I would have been called all the names, the xenophobe and all the whatever crazy names they call me of which I am not because like I've told everybody a million times before I am a first generation Latina I am the product of grandparents and parents a husband that are all migrants into this country and that's what irks me guys is that my family works so hard to come to this country so hard and I refuse to discredit their hard work because of my the color of my skin like no and that's why we're all so proud to be here because they fought so hard to like they followed the order and they followed the the process to come into this country and i'm so grateful for that because of that i was a first generation latina uh, my kids are second generation now and we all hold dual citizenship because we're very proud of our roots, our Mexican roots. But this is our country and we are very patriotic and we are very proud to be a part and, and to contribute to this country. And there is a reason why 
my family migrated from Mexico into the United States, why they fought so hard, why they paid so much money to come here. And it was for that for that opportunity, for that dream. And you know what? There's so many people out there that still have that same dream. And unfortunately, their place in line is being pushed further and further back because people keep cutting the line. And I guess that'll bring me into the next thing I want to talk about and everything that's going on with the whole migration thing. As we all know, Title 42 can be lifted, is going to be lifted any day now. And again, we're not prepared. The city of El Paso is not prepared. And in a perfect world, the city of El Paso shouldn't have to prepare. Why? Because the federal government should be there standing guard prepared to protect the people of El Paso, to financially protect the people of El Paso. And they're not. Oh my gosh, like how many times do we see these car chases? Like in the past week alone, I'm not even kidding. It's probably happened every single day. There is DPS, Border Patrol, chasing some vehicle that's smuggling human beings, crashing, and then we find dozens and dozens of people inside an SUV. It's insane. And that's not normal for El Paso. And we should not become accustomed to that. And we should not get so used to it that we become numb to it because then they're really not going to do anything to help us. Lisa is talking about like, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll be prepared. We'll declare that emergency. You had that emergency, Mayor Oscar Lisa. You had it in place. I fought so hard to get that emergency, that state of emergency in place. And you took it down the first meeting that I was gone from city council. And now you're thinking about it. You're contemplating like it's not enough that people are rushing across our border or across our bridges and rushing our border patrol agents. It's not enough that they're throwing stuff at our border patrol agents. It's not enough that people are burning alive in prisons in Juarez. It's not enough that every day we're having car chases on our freeways of people being because people are being smuggled. It's not enough that thousands and thousands of people are lining up not at a port of entry, but along the freaking canal somewhere, crossing it to come into our country illegally. Like it's, that's not enough. We are a city of immigrants. I myself have an immigration story, just like everyone else. But again, what's happening right now is not it. That's not it. And I'm not a xenophobe for saying that. I'm speaking truth. And right now, it's gonna start costing us pretty soon. If that if that thing lifts tomorrow, we're not prepared. There's no emergency declaration in place, no state of emergency. And yes, El Paso, you will pay for it. Your taxes will pay for it. Why do we need to pay for it? And you know what? To be fair, even if we do declare a state of emergency, even if the state comes in and the federal government comes in, I mean, it's still taxpayer money. It's still taxpayer money. So what are we doing? What needs to happen? The laws are there. I'm sorry, guys, but the Biden administration is just not implementing these laws. Immigration has forever been 
a problem is what they tell us, but not like this is what they forget to tell us. Not like this. In El Paso, I'm almost 40 years old and I have never seen it this way. And I'm pretty sure the majority of El Pasoans can agree to that. We have never seen what's going on now. So what is that common factor? What is going on now that's so different from past administrations? And no, I'm not here to say, oh, the Trump administration did it perfectly. I'm not saying that. Because you know what? It was also a problem under the Barack Obama administration and the George Bush administration and the Bill Clinton. It's been a problem. But the difference is not like this. So what is the logical thing to say? Well, let's put blame where blame belongs. And the blame belongs right now. 100% to the Biden administration and all of our federal elected officials that are refusing to do something to this are complicit. And all of our local elected officials that are not doing anything about it are complicit as well. And that means Mayor Oscar Leister and every single member of council, every single person that is not sounding the alarm, that's not trying to be proactive about this is complicit. They're scared. They're scared. I don't know what they're scared about. Like, hello, nobody wants this. Nobody wants people getting ran over and killed. Nobody wants kids. The poor little girl that had, they found an eight-year-old little girl who had semen from 67 different DNA types. That's what we want? Like, that, that, for me to, like, not speak out against that, to, so that I'm not called a xenophobe, I don't think so. I don't care. That's not okay. I have an eight-year-old little girl. God forbid. So maybe we all just really like tone down the political rhetoric, the fight, Democrats versus Republicans, the tribalism. Let's tone it down. Let's bring it down to like basic common sense and I think if we were to just like base this whole thing off of common sense we would all agree what's going on in El Paso is not normal it's unprecedented it's never happened before it's not okay can the Biden administration please do something about it sir you were in El Paso and they took you sightseeing you did not see the issue the problem the reason why we invited you to El Paso in the first place. You did not see it. You did n- nothing to correct it. Your administration has done zero to correct it. Everybody's fed up with it. We're not going to be numb about it. And I'm going to continue to call you all out until you all start implementing the laws that my family had to go through to get into this country. Until you all start implementing those laws, then we'll be okay with it. Meanwhile, uh-uh. I will continue to call you out. And I don't care what the rest of y'all call me. Because I'm sticking up for the people of El Paso. I'm sticking up for the taxpayers of El Paso. I'm sticking up for the eight-year-old little girl like her. I'm sure there's many others that got raped by 67 people. Because somebody whistled whistled to her to come to the United States. 
somebody told them that the border was open and that's what they're saying. It's not me. It's them saying this. Please, El Paso, please, please pay attention to what's going on. Let's let's get our heads out of the ground, to put it nicely, and sound the alarm. Like, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of the name calling. You you know what's right. You have a conscience. You know that this is not okay. So that's the last thing I want to say about the whole immigration thing. The last point I want to touch on the other, I guess the final one of the other items that was crazy to me from city council this week was um, the idea of providing free menstrual products at all city facility at all city facilities for women. And actually, they never said women, but people that menstruate, I think, was the thing or something absurd along those lines. Um, again, using more taxpayer money to do this. And I don't I don't discredit the fact that there are women that 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 need help. Feminine products are very expensive. I don't discredit that. Um, but I don't think it's our place to provide those kinds of services. City of El Paso, like, I don't think that that's our place. We already have a budget that's very stretched and there's, there's no, no control. There's not going to be any control over this. Um, it's just something I think... I don't know, maybe our state helps, maybe the federal government, I don't know, providing options for for women that are struggling to get those products because, I mean, having your period is not a fun time having to, and I mean, we've all been there, I've been there, where you need a product in the moment and you have no access to one at the moment and you got to figure it out. Like you figure it out and get yourself to somewhere where you can get one of those products. But I mean, if anything, we should be maybe partnering up with like um, a tampon or a pad company. I don't know, partnering up and, and maybe being sponsors and they donate products. I don't know. But again, I don't think that we should be spending taxpayer money on those types of products especially because I do believe that it's very um it does it goes down a very slippery slope again where what are we going to do when males come and and say hey why aren't you providing me with with condoms and Viagra or I don't know whatever men products they need um and why aren't we like why if that's the new new thing that we're just providing everything to everyone and again it's not free it's coming from taxpayer money um not a good idea i also felt very uncomfortable with the fact uh, that one of the co-sponsors of this item so the person that sponsored this item of course was our good old socialist um city representative alexandra anello and the other equity guy 
which was Chris Canales. That's the part that I was like, ew, like, why are you so concerned about my, as a female, like my feminine products? Like, I thought that was not his place. Um, you know, support it maybe in the sense that you vote in favor of it, but don't co-sponsor that, like have some boundaries, you know, like you don't, you can't possibly relate to having a period, like have some boundaries, let women, let like, let this decision or this, that should have been championed 100% by, by women only. Um, why you're coming in here and trying to do something is, is just something like vain for me, in my opinion, like very vain, like you can't possibly relate. You have no idea. Like, I mean, I get it. You have a wife, go buy your wife, her products and good for you for doing so. But like, no, like don't stay out of it. And then, you know, Representative Salcido also co-sponsored the item. And I, I, I was so confused by that. Like, <laughs> somebody that ran on also being fiscally conservative, like that's not a, the most fiscally conservative um, way to spend money, in my opinion. Like, there's no, you're just giving away feminine products. And I don't know what the standard's going to be. Um, can I now just go pick up a box of tampons at the local library instead of going to Target and purchasing one? Is that going to be the new standard? Like, is that going to be the obligation of the city of El Paso for the taxpayers to now provide every single female feminine products? And they're expensive, guys. And I get it. That was the whole reason why they put this on there is because they're very expensive. But it's not our responsibility, and I do feel like this item would have probably been more appropriate at like the the middle school and, and high school levels. Like I remember being in middle school and high school and like starting my period and I had to pay 25 cents, 50 cents for a pad. And I was a little girl like like I didn't have that type of like notion like you're going to get your period on this day and like that's not that's not how how it worked and they weren't free and they weren't accessible and and you had to go to the nurse's office and get them and it was just it was a constant thing and I think that for me I mean something like that again would probably be more appropriate an item like that would be more appropriate at the middle school and high school levels but Again, I'm not about to go advocate for that because that's not my lane. But I know there's some people running for school districts right now. Maybe that's something you want to consider. I don't know. That to me seems more appropriate than like having to provide these free products at every single um, city facility. Now, I can almost promise you because of budget restraints, like they're not going to be the best products. Like they're just going to be generic products like not comfortable products not products you'd want to wear so like now what like are we gonna have a surplus because nobody's getting these items these products because they're not the best ones out there i don't know i i don't think again had i been on council i would have supported that i would have i would have asked the question how much is this going to cost and then I would have probably been uh, nope. 
and and that would have been my vote. Um, but again, it was something that every single city council representative supported. And I think they supported it um, probably out of fear of being called out, being called anti-woman. I don't know, whatever. But I don't care. Like, I do believe that there's there's resources out there for females, you know, for whether it be for healthcare or for like actual healthcare. Um, there, there is a lot of options for females and maybe, you know, diapers and pads are not on there yet. And maybe we should start, but not here at the local level. Like I really, I don't think that's going to go very far. I think that that's something that needs to be championed at the state level or at the national level maybe but probably most appropriately would be at the state level where they champion something like to help women struggling women with these types of products and give them the choice to be able to purchase whatever items they want and not whatever taxpayer money can afford like that's not that's not being A, the best steward of taxpayer money, or B, really, like, again, Chris Canales, do you even know what kinds of products women use? Like, it's crazy. And they're talking about, like, pads and tampons and cups, period cups, and period panties. I don't even know what that is. Um... I just don't think it was a very appropriate item. It was not an appropriate item, period. Like, it did not belong on city council. It passed with flying colors. Every single one of our city reps voted in favor of that. So guess what, El Paso? We are now on the hook because of those eight individuals to pay for feminine products for women across the city. So good luck to us with that. Um, we should be hearing about the budget on at the budget, uh, how much the, the implementation of both of those items is going to cost us. So we shall see. I mean, I think there's still time to fight against the municipal, the municipal ID because it was just a resolution, basically just directing the city manager to see how much it's going to cost. But the other one, um, no, that, that, that's a thing now. So go get them guys I mean seriously like we have so many resources like there is different ways of doing it gosh can't stress that enough but whatever it's done congratulations to us that's it that's all I have for this week thank you all so much again for listening to my podcast unmuted I hope you all enjoyed it please subscribe to it share it and let others know that Opasso's voices matter and I'm here for it Talk to y'all next week. Bye. This has been Unmuted with Claudia, where we discuss the most important issues facing our community. Thank you for listening to my podcast. If you love my podcast, I'd appreciate it if you would subscribe, rate, and review me on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Don't forget to let me know what topics you would like for me to cover in future episodes. Drop me a line on claudia at claudiafoelpaso.com. See you in my next episode. This has been El Paso Talks, a podcast about El Paso delivered to you by the voices of your neighbors, your friends, your family, and even yourself.
If you haven't already, like, subscribe and rate our podcast. El Paso Talks is produced by El Paso News. The opinions expressed are those of the individual delivering the episode and may not necessarily represent the views of El Paso News or the other podcasters on El Paso Talks. Find us at elpasonews.org. See you in the next episode.